Hi guys, welcome back to the 429 Podcast. I'm 2. I'm 9. And I'm 4. And today is TechCast. So, for those of you who Ooh. are just joining us, yeah. this is TechCast Episode 2, so where we just cover brief summaries of all the major tech news that happened throughout the week. Mm-hmm. So, without further ado, let's just dive into it. Tell me, so, tell me. A continuation from last week, as requested by Nine, right? Yeah. Oh, we're starting with this one? We're starting with the Herman Miller. Herman Miller has yeah. announced that it's expanding its Logitech partnership to RGB standing desks, mice, oh, game pads, and a bunch of other stuff, right? So they're, they're expanding, stepping up their game. So they're expanding just beyond the $1,500 chair I was complaining about last week. So what are you guys' thoughts on this? Um, I love it. I think even you said to me, um, too, that um, those the it's it's pretty gorgeous looking, right? Like it caught your eye, right? You can't. I have to say the standing mm-hmm. desk did catch my eye. It, it caught your eye, and like let's say, look at my Herman Miller. That's no IKEA stuff, right? Not to bash on IKEA, but yep. you're paying what you're For getting. Quality. Yeah, yeah. Are you so, calling like, out my IKEA desk? I love my IKEA desk. Okay, like. <laughs> Listen, sure, they're sure, good sure. for the price, right? But, I mean, if you want real quality stuff that's going to last you an absolute lifetime, that's super stable, I mean, Herman Miller is just the way to go. You know, and a lot of their stuff has been made for offices or it's, like, super fancy looking, right? Like, most of their stuff I could never really imagine having in my own house, like, at my office desk or my gaming setup or whatever. But, I mean, these things, they fit the bill, right? They look like they're made for gamers, but they're going to have the quality that those office utility uh, furnitures have and whatnot, right? So... I mean, they're really, really good. I mean, I, I'm definitely going to consider kind of maybe investing because, I mean, I've been noticing myself recently with my chair and I've been working from home more. Um, you know, my back is kind of not as great feeling as I would want it to be, right? Like if my chair was a little bit straighter, had some more support, I'd probably be, you know, feeling a little bit better. So, you know, better quality furniture is definitely, I think, maybe an investment that's well worth it. You know, there's a there's a reason why they say don't buy gaming chairs. Buy high quality office chairs and a uh, hammer mill has always been the ideal candidate when it came to that rule you know there's a reason for it there's a hundred percent reason for it you're getting when you're paying what you're paying for and on top of that they're really uh what's it called on point when it comes to warranties and stuff because they stand really behind their product right that's fair that's oh fair. yeah oh yeah 100 percent. Right, well let's continue with the other news throughout the week oh we're not spending the whole 30 minutes talking about Herman Miller. No, we don't have time to talk about Herman Miller. And we have a couple of big news stories, actually, towards bigger the end of the Bigger than Herman Miller? Podcast, so I'm going to leave some time for that. Mm-hmm. Yes, Miller. definitely bigger than Herman Miller. Uh, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, to confirm Ow. the rumors from TechCast last week, the Pixel 4a has actually been launched. Finally. So Google oh, has released the Pixel 4a. It's still on pre-order, but Google has officially confirmed that they're going to start deliveries Pretty soon. So you can actually go on Google's website, go and see the Pixel 4a, all the pictures and the notches and everything, and it's all set to release. And with, and with this announcement also came the announcement that Google is planning on discontinuing the Pixel 4 and preparing themselves for launch for the Pixel 5 next month. Now, oh, these wow. are, of course, still rumors, but the Google Pixel 4 will be discontinued shortly with the Pixel 5 coming out. So what are you guys' thoughts on that? I actually been following this a little bit when they announced back on Monday, I believe. Um, well, from from my consensus that I've been reading online and stuff like that, it seems like people are pretty. Um, there's like two groups, right? There's the group who are pretty underwhelmed by the announcement, right? Because they saw it coming. It's been kind of late, like I said in the last last week TechCast. Um, so it's kind of like been there too late, 
been done, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're pretty much like, pretty much just being like, I'm just going to wait for the Pixel 5, you know, because that's going to be the big change, right? And then they have the other cat group who are like pretty much Android fanboys, right? As I guess you can call them, where they're just pretty much happy to have a solid competitor to the Pixel SE. You mean the yeah, iPhone SE? iPhone SE. So they're kind of like, all right, yeah. this is our affordable, like, uh, competitive phone to the iPhone SE. Uh, I'm not sure if it's what's it called, you know, the same value. Um, I mean, it's $50 less, so I guess you can argue maybe the $50 is worth it, but I don't think so. I still think the Pixel SE is a much better value for what you're getting. But it is a pretty nice phone. I, I if, if it was 300 I think it would have been, for me, the sweet spot. But yeah. what do you have to say, uh, Thor? You know, I'm not really a huge fan of the Google phone lineup, and that's mostly because, you know, I like my iPhones, and, I mean, the biggest problem I have with leaving iPhone is, you know, iMessage has just become such, like, a core part of my communication that I don't know if I could really give that up, right? Like, almost all of my chats with my friends and um, some coworkers or whatever, or, you know, even just, like, things like FaceTime audio and FaceTime, right? Like, as using an iPhone, I take for granted the FaceTime functionality, right? If I call mm-hmm. my cousin and I'm like, oh, let me FaceTime, right? I want to see, you know, my, my cousin. My cousin's a baby, right? Or I want to see something. You know, I can't just FaceTime an Android phone. So, I mean, just having one platform for everybody makes it so much more convenient. So I can't ever really see myself using a Google phone um, unless they onboard and maybe work with Apple to get some of those features to be cross-platform. But It's not going to work. It's I not going to happen. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think it'll ever happen, so... Personally, I think it's I think it's cool news for people who like that, but for me, it just doesn't really do much. I mean, it comes down to again, like the whole argument. Like, if you're in the in the ecosystem, we call it the the wallet garden, as the Apple community calls it, right? Yep. Uh, you're not gonna get out of it. It's it's it, unless there's something monumental, yeah. like I'm talking about, like revolutionary. Then you maybe consider peeking out the garden, as they say. But like, you're talking about a huge investment at that point. That means you have to replace pretty much everything at that point. And in, in certain features, like like FaceTime, like you said earlier, Apple just does it so much better right now, right? Even now, where um, a, a very monumental feature that I use constantly with app within the Apple ecosystem, the the AirDrop, right? Oh yeah. Apple, I mean Google just recently announced their version of it. They call it Share, I think, mm-hmm. or whatever. And it, it's it's just in beta. Like th- th- we're talking about years that Apple had this advantage, and they're just implementing them. Like yeah. Google is finally seeing the right on the wall. That they have to have a more more close tight integration between their ecosystem, and now they have to play catch up, and that's the problem right now. Yeah, so it's, look- it's 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 kind of just like annoying, right? Like I know a couple people that have Android phones, and if I want to uh-huh. send them pictures, you know, now I've got to go on Google Drive, upload a folder, you know, share link or whatever, or add their email to the documents. Or, well, to be fair, there right, are workarounds just, like Facebook. There's workarounds. Yeah, Facebook yeah. has been the biggest proponent of all these workarounds with Messenger, with uh, WhatsApp, and everything, and even Instagram. So I wouldn't say that you just tied down, but again, like it's not native to the application as you guys were saying. Like I yeah, could, yeah. I have WhatsApp on, I have WhatsApp on my iPhone. And you could have WhatsApp on Android, but I also have the advantage of iMessage on my iPhone versus iMessage versus non iMessage on Android, right? Yeah, and we're not we're not dissing like Google or Android and all mm-hmm. because they definitely have really strong features compared to oh, Apple. Yeah. Like the biggest one I always 100%. come to is Google Assistant. Google Assistant is just hundred percent miles better than Siri. And to and be honest, I, I think it. another feature that, that Google has the advantage of over any phone company, right? Mm-hmm. Google Fi. 
Google Fi 100% is the best cell phone service out there, right? It doesn't support other major platforms as well as it supports the Pixel phones. So, yeah. you know, your biggest proponent of getting a Pixel phone is do you want to be on literally the best network, which is Google Fi, right? Also, and you got so, Google Photos, which is a really good service. I mean, yeah, it's offered yeah, on iPhone, yep. but like it's native, it's more native integrated on their Pixel lineup and everything. But sticking with this Google, let's sticking with this Google talk, right? The next piece of news that came out also was that Google Music, Google Play Music will shut down starting next month. And it's actually going to disappear completely from Google in December. So this is going to be another one of Google's products that, you know, unfortunately is going to be demised and hit the shelf as similar with, you know, Hangouts, the Google Lens, and all the other Google products that have we've seen throughout the years. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. it's actually going to be just completely replaced with YouTube Music, right? So YouTube yep. Music is just going to fully replace it starting in December, and then it's just going to be fully gone. So... <laughs> Thoughts on this? I don't know. I don't know. Have you guys ever used music? I personally haven't, but I'm just wondering from you guys. Do you, do you hear that? It's like 10 people just cried in agony mm. about this. <laughs> you know, like... I actually did use it a little bit back in the day. Um, not because I was like paying for it or actively like really like into Google Music, but they did have one cool feature um, that I don't think was available like read readily or wasn't as good on other apps at the time. Um, and that was like their like radio stations and whatnot. Like I could go, I could tune into a good radio station. Um, I think Spotify has that now. Well, not necessarily like actual radio. I mean like ch like stations, right? So like I pick an artist or a genre and it just shuffles that type of music. Yeah, I think uh, they have that now. I, I think, think Spotify they, has that. Yeah, right. I think they have well, that. Apple, Apple Music has that now and Spotify has that now. But I mean back... So back you're saying there's no reason ago, to live. Great. Well, back a couple years ago, <laughs> I found that I liked the, the music selection they were giving for genres was better. And maybe their algorithm was just a little bit better. Um, but... I mean, I haven't touched it in quite a while. To uh, be fair, so. to be fair, I've used Yahoo Music, so I'm I'm a very old, ancient animal. But we'll get into that at another point in another podcast. Next story that came out this week was you guys might be interested in this one, right? Employees at Blizzard, right? So who made <laughs> World of Warcraft, and Overwatch, right? Yep. You know, they had a lot of complaints. They were reportedly paid so little that they were actually forced to skip meals, whereas their CEO, who I will not say names, made forty million dollars that year. Yep. So, so four. Tell actually, me about that. Yeah, that's actually an interesting one, right? Yeah, I don't want to yeah. get into the whole politics behind that, but yeah, these, these, these were just some complaints that came out, and it's an interesting one because can you really fault any anyone here? Not really, considering Blizzard and is located in the one of the most expensive zip codes in all the United States, yep. right? So it's kind of hard to see that, but it's it's an interesting it's an interesting dilemma that this company has faced, right? Oh yeah, no, it's, it's very interesting, right? So I, I know that Blizzard, um, this let's say like the staff, for example, has been under resourced for a long time, right? World of Warcraft game management hasn't been as good as it was in the past. Um, community interaction hasn't been as good as it was in the past. I know that yeah. I've been hearing from some old friends and from like Reddit threads and whatnot that uh, WoW Classic, for example, is having a big problem uh, with you know game management. People are getting autom automatically banned. There's not enough actual game masters like managing content and dishing out bans and performing investigations, right? So these are people putting hours and hours into a game and then getting automatically banned because the the, the, the actual company isn't putting enough resources back into the staff and they're not staffing enough people to look into these things, right? I mean, at the end of the day, those are problems that are no one else's fault but, the, that, but Blizzard and, you know, the owners of Blizzard. So that's I mean, fair. When you've got like legitimate complaints coming from your community, you know, regardless of the other people who claim they're underpaid and whatnot, I mean, I would definitely 
think that their claims might be legitimate because, I mean, if they're willing to just completely understaff a game that is kind of like the core of their revenue and income, I mean, it wouldn't. I would not put it past them to uh, to give heinously low wages to their staff as well. Uh, it seems like they just don't want to spend money. So we'll see. And let's go to the next one, which is going to be an interesting one for nine, right? Because I know he has oh. very strong opinions on this one. Oh, the twenty-seven, the twenty-seven inch iMac actually just oh. had a major upgrade. So nine, oh. what are your thoughts well, on this one? Well, let, let's re- let's rephrase that. Major with air quotations, I would like to say. <laughs> um, not dissing on Apple, but like a lot, everyone. This is this is not even my consensus. This is pretty much the whole community, right? This is this is what I, what I pretty much see across the board, and it's like, yeah, but what did you change, right? Like, there's 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 definitely upgrades, right? Like, you got your your standard CPU upgrades. You know, uh, I think the the memory uh, stock you get is upgraded now by a little bit more, right? And I apparently have a new technology in the display called nano textures, right? Okay. Which is uh, supposedly supposed to ha- uh, handle lighting better. So like if you're like a, a very uh, a badly lit room, it's supposed to lit really account for those color-wise and stuff like that. You know, really impressive technology, right? Yep. But it's still the same Mac essentially from like 2012. Well, I'm going to leave it at that, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here because we talked more about this in WW, in our WWC podcast, which was actually mm-hmm. a fun fact, our first podcast, right? Yeah. Where basically we emphasize that, you know, it's going to really – I think the major change is going to happen come November where they actually release the Apple Macs that have Yo, yeah, the 100%. Apple chips in it, right? Yeah, 100%. So these are still – so we have to remember these are still Intel-based Macs, so I didn't expect to see any crazy updates, but – it's nice that they still, you know, care about their Intel lineup and are providing these small updates, right? Yeah, yeah I remember from our from the point of view of a, of a fan, right? That you know, Apple has been doing re- relatively well in the last few months, right? We had the launch of the SE, right? We had some major uh, iOS updates for across mm-hmm. all of their services, right? They've been like boom, bang after bang after bang, right? And then when this comes out, right? Because it just seems kind of like a, a misstep. You know, in the grand scheme of things, yes, it, it shouldn't matter because, as we talk about, Apple Silicon's Macs are coming out, and they're definitely saving all the goodies for that one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, you know, just within this container of this time frame, it just feels like, why? You know? But yeah. let's get into the next story, right? AMC is trying to embrace the new streaming era. So because we're still in this whole pandemic like situation right obviously mm-hmm. there's not many people going to movie theaters and you've even seen major movies go direct to streaming whether it's through netflix disney plus hulu whatever it may be right yeah so they're learning to embrace streaming and their you know i guess idea behind it is to really partner with movie studios and mm-hmm. sort of just get like the release to happen either to them through the major streaming platforms but amc gets a cut I don't know. I don't really understand the business philosophy behind it. I don't understand why a movie studio, for example, would partner up with someone like AMC to do it, where the movie studio can just go direct to the streaming provider like Disney and just release it and cut out like AMC's cut of the deal. Yep. So it's going to be an interesting one to see, you know, uh, for what are your thoughts on this? I know you had some strong thoughts on this one earlier today. You know, I feel like a lot of companies um, missed that original kind of like leap into the like digital space right so i mean we Mm -hmm. talked about this earlier for example right we talked about how i thought a lot of your movie theaters missed out 
on the digital space and you know kind of allowing for streaming to happen right instead of kind of jumping into there and working with the new stuff they missed that opportunity so I mean I think anything that's gonna kind of expand these companies and might bring more people to it which might in turn maybe hopefully make things a little bit cheaper if there's more people on the platform right um, so I, I don't know I'm kind of for all of the, the streaming and stuff so It'll be interesting to see. It'll be an interesting one to see. Next story that got announced actually yesterday, right? You know, we've all kept up with the whole TikTok news and what's going on there. We'll, oh. touch, base more, we'll touch base more on that later. Mm-hmm. But Instagram has come out with its competitor like it does with everything, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, called Instagram Reels. So Instagram Reels, basically, it's just TikTok for Instagram. So as a new post feature you can do on Instagram, you can actually embed a 15-second multi-clip video with effects, audio, basically just a TikTok thing on Instagram, right? So how do you guys feel about this? You know, Instagram has done this in the past with incorporating stories from Snapchat, right? Yep. And it's been a big success yep. for Instagram so far. So I'm excited to see where Reels goes, but what are you guys' thoughts on this? Um, honestly, it's hard for me to give an opinion on this. I personally not very big on the old social media uh, thing you know you, you know me guys very well i'm not i will post maybe a post once a year saying i'm alive um but i can see why instagram is doing this uh, we talked about this a couple of times tiktok's future whatever you hate it you love it its future is in the clouds right now right yep any moment it can be pulled or any moment it can be lived by microsoft or who knows else right mm-hmm. and even if it does it doesn't. It can't guarantee success if someone like Microsoft or someone else continued with it. It might ruin the whole formula yeah. they have going on. So I honestly don't. I'm. I'm not. Um. I'm not angry at Instagram. Seeing the opportunity there, they have already the the fan base and the infrastructure to do it. So and they, and like like uh, you know, four said uh, what's it called? Like two said earlier, they they done it before Snapshot and it did a success. Now, a lot of people get afraid on them being like, oh, they're just copying Snapchat again. Just like, I mean, they're copying uh, TikTok, just like copy Snapchat. Yeah, sure, you're right. But companies copy each other all the time. It just comes down to who's willing to innovate on top of that yeah. and keep the momentum going. You know, you can't fret a company for being competitive. That's the whole point. Yeah, that's, and I mean, that's fair. I'm not really even surprised with this, right? Like, like you said, Instagram has done this before, and I mean, they have a really big following. I think Instagram is probably one of the, if not the largest social media app right now, at least used by the same young people that are using TikTok, right? So, them releasing that, especially when, like uh, like we've been talking about, um, you know, TikTok's future is a little hazy at the moment. Um, I think, you know, that could very well be the platform if TikTok actually does get banned in, in the States, right? That could be where everybody moves to, so... And I mean, the infrastructure for them is already there. I'm sure this was not that big of a change for them to implement, right? And I mean, you know, power to them. I mean, they're, that way, I think that's a really good move to Instagram for doing. You that. also got to remember a lot of the TikTok stars or followers, whatever you call them, yep. right? I'm not into it at all. But a lot of them already have an Instagram account or yep. following. Yep. So if they do fall, I mean, like, it's just a simple conversion. It's like, no, nothing. They don't have to make a new account or anything. It's literally just and you tell know, everyone, hey, I do want to make one more point though, which is I think something that will hurt TikTok uh, TikTok uh, creators moving to Instagram. Um, a lot of people really, really care about their follower following ratios on Instagram in general, right? Almost on yeah. every other app, no one really cares, right? On on TikTok, for example, 
you got more following and you followers like like no one no one cares about that no one looks at that on Instagram people actually care so I mean if you know all of your favorite TikTokers now move to Instagram you know what are the odds of me following another 300 people on on Instagram right also, or someone else you got, you, so, you'll have added competition now as you migrate also because now you have the competition of Instagram already established Instagram uh, stars or whatever yep, yep. That you're just mixing in the pot now. So now instead of you competing with, you know, typical TikTok stars and their their shenanigans or whatever the style there, now you have to mix in, figure out what the Instagram style is. Like it's a thick, it's a different vibe altogether, yep. you know. Yep. And then Very you guys know me. I think from a business perspective, right? So it's like TikTok, the way they monetize on their platforms, not really ad based. It's really just straight sponsorships. Yep. On Instagram, it's going to be ad based and sponsorships, right? So it's going to be very interesting to see. You know, will they be able to maintain those sponsors going from the 75 million followers you have on TikTok to the 5 million you have on yeah. Instagram? You know, That's is true. it the same? Re- is it the same real effect? I don't really think so. You know, but I think we shall of, see. A lot of creators are actually going to have a, or at least right now is not a good time for them to want to move, right? I don't know if you guys saw, but um, TikTok released that like it's almost like a billion dollars of their creator fund that they're now allo- all, uh, allocating in the United States, right? So all yeah. of those creators that now make content might have a chance at getting an actual big-time payout uh, from the content they make. So, I mean, that's a big incentive now for people to, you know, create content on TikTok that doesn't maybe exist on Instagram. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to basically the people who are already really popular. I mean, I don't see that many any issues of migrating over. Yeah. I mean, you just take it, take the example of Ninja, right? Yep. I mean, different type of media, different type of audience, but it's the same principle. It's a, it's a following base, right? Yeah. And when he migrated to Mixer, he had no problems collecting his fan base to my Grover. And now just literally uh, literally this week, he uh, he's, uh, what's it called? He's streaming on Twitch for the first time in, year, in like a year. And he's still getting the numbers. So like, if you're popular enough, you're going to make it. It just comes yeah, down so to those for the big guys, guys. I think for the big guys, you'll be fine. But like you said, nine, it's going to be for the little guys. It's going to be tough. But oh, I think so we're getting a little carried away with this one. Look, my question. Does Instagram yes. still do following? Do they still show that? I, don't know, I know they took it away. Mm-hmm. Right for a moment, they, they show it, but they don't emphasize. They they show it, but they don't emphasize it like how they used to. So if you remember from F8, uh, I think a year or two years ago, right? It was yeah. that they made the screen, they made it less prominent. So but it still, still shows it. Yeah, it still shows okay, it. Okay, so then Force Point still it's still at it's still valid. Where like, it's but still... what they took away though was the likes. So you can only see and others. You don't see the number of likes anymore unless it's your own post. So like That's you personally it. can see it. But not everyone you know, else. I don't think that's it. totally live yet because I can still see all the likes on every post I see. So I you gotta most... you gotta update your Instagram app. You like four versions behind. Let me My see. Instagram app is updated. Four. I have automatic updates on. Or if they took away the the following count, would you would you see it potentially move into a more TikTok environment? When your earlier point, like if they don't show the following at oh, all. Oh, definitely. I think it would definitely move to that environment, like four emphasized earlier, because mm-hmm. like you would have. No one's gonna care about the ratios at that point. Everyone's just gonna follow and unfollow whoever the hell they want, right? So it's like. Well, then that's, I mean, that's will be the solution, I guess, if they really want to Mike keep that thing going. And I, um, although well, I know it's like... on time, and we still have a few more news stories to cover. So let me, right, let's, hey, 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 hey. let's go through them. Yep. Next one: Universities are now helping students secure Wi-Fi and computers for virtual classes as well. So I thought this would be a nice story to add in, yep. right? So you have universities like University of Milwaukee in Wisconsin. Is that it? University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. What was the name of the university? Once I can't read it. They're blocking me. <laughs> <laughs> you have ad blocker on. <laughs> oh. University. Ah, there it is. University of 
Wisconsin, Parkside, right? Yep. And then you have the Milwaukee uh, and the University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, right? Okay. So they're working on actually getting their own students, you know, computers and Wi-Fi access and stuff like that to do online classes for, you know? Mm-hmm. So we know a lot of schools are going towards a hybrid model or a fully blown online model. So these schools are really helping their students to actually get those things up and running, which is really nice to see. Mm-hmm. Right, honestly, I mean, that's just great. That's just good news. I really it's hope great news. more universities, you know, see this and follow suit. Cause like, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but like internet connection isn't a standard across the country. It's, it's something that a lot of people still struggle just to get access to. And oh, it's yeah. becoming more and more a requirement just to even, you know, Live. survive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's already been talks about turning the internet into a public utility. So we'll see where that actually goes. It'll be interesting talks to have, right? Maybe that's something we could even talk about on a podcast ourselves. Let us know, but let's, let's get into the three big stories I had lined up for this week. I know we're running short on time, uh-huh. so we'll, we'll emphasize as much as we can. Fire. 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 Let's go. Microsoft is confirming talks to actually buy the U.S. arm of TikTok, nice. right? Yep. So for TikTok to actually avoid being banned, if they are owned by a U.S. entity or partially by a U.S. entity, they can avoid that ban. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Microsoft is looking to actually buy TikTok. So I thought this was an interesting from two perspectives. I thought this was interesting from TikTok's perspective to avoid the ban, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I thought this was interesting from Microsoft's perspective because Microsoft, Amazon, and Apple, I would say, are the only real tech companies without a major social media like platform yep. right yep so even that's debatable with apple because iMessage is kind of its own like little social media hub right so it's like it's really interesting to see that microsoft getting in on the social media game especially with their acquisition of github which is sort of you could basically say github is like a social media for developers right yeah so I it's agree. like it's it's very interesting to see um I mean, that perspective if you can't make it buy it so <laughs> I mean, I don't see any problems with this. Uh, I mean, you know, this is still in the talks. This is still relatively new, I would say. And, like, even them, they're saying, like, it's they're still going to the motion. But, I mean, like, honestly, I think, um, you know, Microsoft has been pretty good in the last few years. They've been really promoting, uh, you know, data privacy and stuff like that and really pushing it through. And, you know, with TikToks and their recent uh, accusations and stuff like that, I think you want a company like Microsoft who's been very the head front of like data security and, mm-hmm. and data privacy and, and, you know, they have the infrastructure uh, to, you know, support just a big haul and, and basically keep TikTok growing. You know, someone who doesn't even appreciate or even like TikTok. I mean, I, I personally can't even hate this news. If it yeah. goes through. You know, That's I think, I think Microsoft fair. is a really good candidate to run social media companies like that because I mean, I know with, uh, with Azure and all of the kind of big data solutions they've had, they've been working really hard uh, to kind of, conformed things like GDPR for their European clients and whatnot. Um, so data security, data privacy is at the forefront of a lot of their operations right now. And I think that they can do a really, really good job of ensuring that an app like TikTok, which is now going to be highly scrutinized by the government, you know, isn't leaking data to external sources. So I think they'll do a good job at that. And it's going to be interesting to see how Microsoft fares in the social media world because I mean, like you said, the only thing kind of close to a social media app that they have right now would be GitHub. And then also, I think the Xbox Live system, right? All of those different gamer tags and your yeah. profiles and stuff. So, Oh, but we're forgetting one, we which is a major it? failure. Mixer. Mixer. Oh. True. You're right, actually. Good point. Which <laughs> is a major failure. It's exactly what this is. is. And then, unfortunately, they just... And that was like one they built up from the ground up. Well, so I think... Uh, you got you to keep in they, mind, right? It's 
I think it's a little bit different, though, right? I mean, Mixer came in as the underdog in this whole, you know, kind of area. Twitch was already so big. You had YouTube Live, which was, you know, had all the following of YouTubers that didn't want to go true, to Twitch. True, true. But like, TikTok is in the same environment, you know. TikToks came in when, like, Instagram was big and all that. You know, they, it had its competitors. And it was still able to succeed and even tower above them in certain aspects. And it did, but, but you also yeah. got to keep in mind, right? T TikTok is very different from other apps out there right now. There's nothing oh, yeah. else that was I'm not saying TikTok. it's the same. 100%, but I'm saying in terms of the social aspect of it, True. they're like, you know, kind of the same. And, you know, Microsoft tried to dip their toes on it, you know, natively, and they failed. So maybe they're seeing that maybe instead of just going to the whole hassle, we could just buy one. Yeah. Yep. I'm kind of All excited right. to see their, their, their stance on things like, um, you know, censorship and TOS and bans and, and even their, like, how are they going to structure their advertising and marketing and, like, how are they going to pay their creators? You know, these are all kind of interesting points that I'm kind of excited to see how Microsoft handles them. Let's move on. Yes, let's move on. We have two more big stories that happened this week. Hit me. This one is the ex-Google en engineer, Anthony Lewandowski, actually Ooh. got sent to prison for 18 months for actually stealing trade secrets from Google. Oh, so man. this brought an interesting... This brought an inter interesting precedent, right? Because before, you never really had a precedent of stealing trade secrets and going to prison, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, ha you had it for insider trading. You had it for other sort of, you know, I guess, white-collar crimes, you can call it. Mm -hmm. But this is the first one where, in the at least in the technology and engineering industry, you actually had someone go to prison for stealing trade secrets, right? Do we know so what this is really... it was? Or is it a... It was... The, it was uh, so, Anthony Lewandowski... Lewandowski, please, someone please tell me if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, Sounds right he, to me. Yeah. Anthony, let's call him Anthony. So Anthony worked for Google's uh, autonomous driving uh, platform service, okay. Waymo, right? And then he was, he got in a competing offer from Uber, and he immediately left Uber. He immediately left Waymo to go to Uber and apply the same, you know, trades secrets that he stole from Google to Uber. Mm-hmm. But basically what he stole was he stole, uh, from what I understand, he stole some confidential documents related to that. Oh, I see. And, okay. he, and he also stole, you know, just like Intel that was specifically designed to be confidential at Google. He took over and implemented it at Uber. Now, I don't know how they actually proved that. That's what I was going to say. How, how do they prove that? Like, well, I, I, could, right? I could get the intel, like the tangible stuff. Because yes, yes. like, that's like, that's, you know, you can't argue that. It says Google's name on it. But like the, are we talking about like algorithms? Are we talking about like, uh, what's it called? Data measure architecture styles? Like these are things that are really hard to prove. Yeah. To say. See, and the thing is like, Anthony, he's a, ge he's a genius engineer dude. to work on autonomous vehicles. You know, I've written code for an autonomous uh, vehicle project at one point before. Right. It's a hard thing to do, man. Like you, mm -hmm. it takes a certain, like there's so many aspects you need to consider. Right. It's it requires such insane detail, so mm -hmm. it really hurts. But he was actually charged with, I think, thirty three counts of stealing, uh, what's it called, trade secrets, and taking them to yeah. Uber, which is very unfortunate because you know he's a very bright guy, you know, very amazing dude. But this is gonna be a very, it's actually a very big case that's gonna go down in the tech industry for what happens with trade secrets, you know. Yeah, and you know, it's, what's, it's I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing either, right? Because at what point is a trade secret a trade secret versus me actually doing engineering, right? Like, if I'm the one coming up with these things and I'm the one designing algorithms, right? You know, if I design it for one company and then I leave that company, go to another company, and I start innovating for them, right? I mean, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It, this it's, is uh, this is gonna be an interesting. It's gonna be an interesting one that we should really. I think we should maybe have a podcast, another episode about this. But like, it's really interesting to see because yep. like. 
if Almost. you're known in the industry for building cloud platforms, for example, right? Yep. And like, say you built, say you were the guy who built AWS, right? Mm -hmm. And then you left Amazon, went to Google, built GCP. You left Google and then went to Microsoft to build uh, their cloud platform, right? Mm -hmm. But then yeah. Google or Amazon sues you for doing that. Like, is that considered trade secret stealing or is that considered like, what? what is that at that point, you know? You know, because like, it's That's almost like you are the asset, right? You're the one that built that. It's, you know. So I'm the trade secret. <laughs> so I think, I think this is definitely something we should research more into and i think it'll be an interesting one to do a topic about so yeah. welcome this, back to this, that one this will definitely set a president not no doubt and it'll also be referenced in future courts yeah, in future, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird time especially for engineers i would say really bright engineers right who really want to yeah. like make out and make a, a difference and like you know to like to jump to really get a challenge of every company right yeah. this is gonna be really weird for them because it's gonna come back to this and final story we have now, which, you know, I'm going to leave it on a bright spot, right? The astronauts from, the oh. astro no, the astronauts from yeah. SpaceX have actually returned on re-entry, right? So they spent 90 days in space on the International Space Station. Welcome home, buddies. Sp yep. SpaceX was able to actually bring them back, and they landed completely in the Gulf of Mexico. And yep. it was an amazing feat for not only, you know, engineering, you know, it's an amazing engineering feat. You know, of course, we did this back in the 60s with the Apollo missions and everything. But this was really nice to see because this is the first time you had a private space industry agency actually do it, right? This is yep. the first time this is not government-sponsored. Of course, there's grants and stuff that SpaceX, SpaceX has gotten, right? But this is the first time you had private engineers launch a private spaceship to a public enterprise in space and bring it back. Yeah. And so this is really nice to see. That's really crazy. nice to see. What's interesting also is they're coming back to a completely different planet, basically. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, before they left, the pandemic wasn't even, like, a thing. And now it's, like, they're they're in quarantine right now to just, I don't know if it's to protect them or to protect us, but it's it's an interesting one. Like, should we go back? Uh, was, uh... <laughs> they, I think one of them actually asked gotta, that question. You got to make like, sure they go didn't back? bring space COVID. Space, space COVID, right? <laughs> yeah, so. Problem cost. We got to send you back. I'm sorry, guys. It's too much risk. Just... That's I'm, and it's been like forty five years since we did this method of return. Is that really true? Yeah, yeah, no, it's been yeah. So this wow. is the first time in a while that because you have to remember we haven't gone to we haven't really done you know crazy space things since the sixties. Sixties really like if you want like we've had people go up to the International Space Station and come back right. I think it's been forty five years since they landed in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. Right, because they because they have landed in obviously, but they have landed in other uh, parts of water. I would say like the Atlantic and mm -hmm. like the cool North water. Atlantic, and the, like the North Atlantic and the Pacific and stuff like that. But that was mostly with you know Russia, India, China doing this. And ninety percent of our space missions, to be honest, have been um, satellites. They haven't really been manned missions, right? So this yeah. is the first like manned mission. But yeah, that's all I really have for TechCast. You guys want to add anything else before we hop off? Um, who's getting the Herman Miller chair? Because I think everyone is getting one. <laughs> and if and if uh, if you need uh the what's it called the credit card number for two, just text me. I have it. Mm -hmm. Social Security. You know, all good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, no. But honestly, it's been really good. A lot of things have happened. The last uh the last week you know really got to hear about that uh little space landing and all that yeah. you know really interesting stuff i think a lot of also the news despite we had some you know recounts of all past news from last week but also a lot of 
things that are also going to probably have to recap next week, especially with TikTok and the Anthony case. You know, these are these are it's it's never it's never a quiet week for tech. It really isn't. Yeah. Never a quiet week. Never. And so, guys, this has been TechCast. Thank you guys so much for listening. We can't wait to he- see you guys this Sunday with a new episode yep. of our normal podcast. And we can't see you guys next week for TechCast episode three. This time it's going to be led by four. So let's see what let's see what news articles come out next week. Pray yeah. for us. Pray for us. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot, Take guys. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.